Hello everyone and welcome back. It's your host here, Jason Zoltz, and we are back for another episode of the Customer Focus Selling Podcast. Again, we've got Mike sitting in today as we've had some really great conversations the past couple episodes. We've talked about opening, how do we do that well, what are the right types of questions to ask, how do we figure out what they're looking like, and a kind of a key takeaway around that was understand budget early. Then we moved on to investigating and what does that look like? How do you ask really good questions? We had a great conversation around price and understanding what that really means. That was really impactful for me. Connecting that to asking the right questions, repeating what the customer has been telling us, looking for those types of cues to have a better idea of where we're sitting in the investigative step. And now we're moving into the presentation stage. So this is where we've walked through the house with the customer, we've asked the right questions. And so we were talking just kind of before we started up, I thought it was really key what you were saying. So why don't you kind of tell me what we were talking about a little bit earlier about where we should be, how we're feeling moving into that final step. Presentation stage is an interesting one to talk about because if you've done a really good job in the first two phases, there's no work left to do realistically. It's just, it's kind of like, it's a formality of like, yeah, it is what we thought it was going to be. Can we get you scheduled in? Now, if you're going into the presentation phase feeling like you've got work to do or you're a bit nervous, well, chances are you missed something in a previous step. Now, this for me, like, I would often so I'll sit down at the in the living room with the iPad or, or at the dining table or something. And this is kind of when I gut check myself. I go, did I catch everything that I needed to catch to make this presentation? Because generally speaking, I pull most of the numbers together while we're doing the walk around. And I've just kind of given myself three to five minutes to just kind of go like, okay, did I miss anything? What do I need to, you know, what have I not covered? And this is where if, if I've missed something, I may call them back into the room or, oh, I just forgot one last thing I need to check in or da, da, da. And just going to do that piece of follow-up and just to make sure that I know it's kind of like almost like a lawyer going into a courtroom. You kind of want to know the answer to every question you're going to ask mm. before you ask it when it comes down to doing a presentation. So uh, generally speaking, I would uh, start with the price and then knowing, having a pretty good understanding of what the answer is going to be asked, how does that line up with your budget? Now, if you're working with a director, you basically go there and then you ask for the job because everything else has kind of been laid out and discussed and finalized. And for them, their, their willingness to go back through all the details is, is limited, right? The only thing they need to know about this at this time is, does it fit my budget? So if they say it didn't line up with the budget, get into that conversation. And like I said, you should have a pretty good understanding of whether it's going to or not going to going into the presentation. When it comes to the director, you want to give them give them choice. Hey, so we have the date that you want it open. Did you want to start at eight or nine? And they're like, oh, okay. And then they they'll give you the answer, and boom, you've booked the job. You know, a, a socializer, I would be be more inclined after that kind of does this fit your budget question of saying, is there anything else I needed to see? or you wanted to chat through. And generally speaking, the answer is gonna be no if you've done your work, or they might ask you one quick question, because that's just their nature. They, if somebody gives them an opportunity to speak, they'll speak, right? So they'll say something, and then you'll say, great, can we get you booked in? 
when I'm dealing with somebody who likes to move at a slower pace, I will go through the flow. So I will specifically go, my method would be, again, price, budget check. Yep, good, in budget. Great, so you said that you wanted this. This is, this is where I've allowed for this, so we can provide this. Typically, it'd be a four-man job, but we're gonna bring five on this job because you know, for you, you, know, you went through a really long experience with your last move. We wanna keep this thing to like six or seven hours. We want you sitting at your dining table with your family, having dinner by 5.30, which is your normal dinner time, which I know, because I ask these questions in the room. I know you, I know what you need. And just kind of here's the how. Here's how we're providing it. Here's, here's how the presentation or the, the quote or estimate lines up with what you've asked for and how we got to the price. Same with thing with the thinker. I think the difference there is just going to be like kind of how serious versus how kind of like fun I am mm. about it. So, you know, in with the relator, you know, you make the joke about dinner and sitting down in the family. You kind of relate the experience. With the thinker, it's a little bit more of like a detail-oriented, we're going to use this many rolls of tape or like we're going to use precisely this mm. many boxes and this is why I decided 15 small boxes. And this is why I decided 10 large boxes. Because the idea is that they're going, they're nodding, they're going, oh yeah, yes, 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 right? So when you get to the, can I get you scheduled in on for a date? The answer is yes build that yes momentum just help them understand so big difference there is just level of detail i always try to touch on a couple uh, even with a director i'd probably I just very succinctly say you know timing was important to you we're going to make sure we're here at this time i've put in just a quick note that i put in five uh picture boxes for your five pieces of art they're going to get a blanket as well but we're not charging you for the blanket because we're going to take it off when we get to the new place just like the quick, that's good quick hits on the details uh, but really quick with him right versus the, the longer explanation of how we're gonna wrap everything thinker gets the whole they get the whole kit and caboodle they get the buffet of right the buffet of blahs i like to say now one thing that i'm noticing in each one of these situations it sounds like you're asking for the job in every one of those tell me the importance of why that is i know I've talked to estimators and some people who like to go home or go to back to the office, send it later. What's what's the difference? Why should we be in each one of those situations? Because you touched on every one of them. We're presenting on the spot in there. What's the importance of that for you? There's a few things. One would just be like my own time. They're ready to book and I want to get them on the schedule. The other one is I don't want to lose it. right? I don't want say we've got one spot left on the 30th. I say, oh, why don't you think about it? And two hours later, somebody else takes the spot. Now I've done all that work for nothing because now the person calls me and wants a spot and I can't give it to them. The other piece is like, on the chance that I missed something, I want to be able to deal with the objection face to face. They say, you know, ah, you know, I asked the budget question and they say, actually, we were thinking it was going to be $500 less. Great, let's talk about that. I remember one time I had a, I estimated somebody for $4,000, I think, and ended up asking the budget questions way out of their budget. We talked it through, ended up getting the job for, I think, their budget was $1,000. But it, and it was just came down to like, hey, well, if I had $1,000 to spend on a move 
and I lived in your house and had your stuff, here's what I'd spend it on. And they went, oh yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So it was like, you know, the fridge, that giant cabinet, few other things, I don't remember the detail of that specifically of that house. If I would have just mailed it to her, probably never get anything out of it. Probably wouldn't even heard from her again. She's going, this is way above what I asked for. Totally, right? So you didn't give them options. I mean, there's other circumstances where you just, where they go, oh, well, somebody else's, you know, the other guys, you're a 2000, the other guys came in at 1500. It's like, great, tell me about their plan. Well, they're gonna send uh, three guys, they said it's gonna take six hours, okay. And how long did it take you to move it? You told me last time that it took three guys 12 hours. You know, do you have a lot less stuff? No. Okay. Now, I granted, the, I think the other guys probably weren't as fast as they could have been, but probably, you know, three great movers like we have could do it in 10 hours. But we're going to send you four so that we're going to get it done in seven hours. It just comes down to like, He's either paid two thousand dollars. So right now they're telling you fifteen hundred, but it's going to be two thousand because they're not going to do it in six hours. They're going to do it in ten hours. We're saying we'll do it for the same price, but we'll do it three hours faster. So that's really the decision that you have to make. And they went, I like the seven hour because I mean at the end of the day it's funny like you still want some. They always want more for less, but except for when it comes to pain, right? In moving Spain, of course, so <laughs> they're like less pain, same amount of money, yeah. right? And I think you know some in some cases you know despite all the questions. They just might have chose not to share that information with you because they wanted to see your price before they kind of like lifted the veil. Because in in for uh, certain buyers, like probably a thinker, maybe a relator, if they kind of like the other person, they don't want to give you an advantage, right? They want to see what you come up with before they tell you what's going on, right? And I've heard a couple of times too. They're almost saying, "Was this last? You know, if they've gotten multiple quotes, how's that going to stack up?" So I don't want to tell you. What they've told me because maybe it's going to be way out of whack so i want to know who's who's the one that's not telling me the right price right well, i think the fear for a lot of people too is like so they tell you that somebody else gave them the price of two thousand so even if you could have done it for 1500 you come in at 1900 because you're like mm. right like i can score that 400 bucks in my pocket right, totally, right? <laughs> yeah. so you know if you're trying if you're trying to get the best deal possible like everybody is you don't want to give people too much information mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And this is kind of touching on that larger point of how do you present value? So you're talking a lot around that piece. And can you kind of dig more into that from your perspective when you're doing that presentation? I think one of the key things that I'm hearing is doing the initial presentation in person allows you to handle those objections, A, in the same trip, B, hopefully book it in the same amount of time so you're not getting all this extra time to have to deal with the client. And C, it sounds like it's much easier to deal with those objections face-to-face versus like email or phone call or having to do another trip out. Um, so what are some other hints or tricks or tips that you have around presenting that value? Kind of coming back to the, the why present on site pieces, if you wait to the phone call, the follow-up call, a lot of the time they've made their decision um, when you talk to them on the phone. Helping somebody make up their mind is far easier than changing somebody's mind about something. Way easier. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I'm sure we've all experienced that in something where you where you go into something with expectations or your mind set on something, right? Versus versus questioning. Like when you're there, it's still an open question. You still got a shot. So I think value comes down to so now I make certain assumptions, fair or not fair, but one of my assumptions is that nobody else is gonna go into the process 
in at the same level of detail as that I as I did. Mm. The easy one is questions. You always deal with objections. You always answer a question with a question. So an example would be so say they had the grand you you mentioned the grandfather clock. You go, so what was the conversation you had with them about the grandfather clock? How are they how are they dealing? How what was their plan to deal with the grandfather clock? Oh well we didn't really talk about it, they just said it's fine. Okay. So you're not sure that they're gonna here's what you're gonna do, right? Like, no, they didn't really promise that. Now, with the, when they gave you their detailed estimate, was there anything about any, um, you know, the blankets or any of the uh, bubble wrap or anything that, did they include that to make sure that that was protected? Uh, they just said it was going to be six hours for three guys. They didn't really go into any detail. Okay, so maybe it's there, maybe it's not. Maybe it's going to be an extra price when it comes to move time, right? Mm. Like, chances are they're not going to give you it for free. Yeah, that's probably, you know, fine. Like, yeah, that's probably true. And you're just going to go through the list of needs in that way. We talked about one of the big benefits of doing the four guys of being out by noon because you wanted two hours between the four, two o'clock key handover. With three guys, that 12 o'clock window becomes, you know, two o'clock. And you're going to be cleaning around movers, which is going to slow you down. And it's going to slow the movers down. So you just got to, you just want to go back into the details. The reason you came to your price is because of the details. And when somebody else didn't go into the details, they probably didn't come up with the right price. In my experience, when you plan to do a job a certain way and then you have to do it a different way, it actually costs more than if you would have planned it to do to do it the right way the first time. Think of the times when you showed up to a four-man job with three men. Or when you it, it turned out to be require an extra truck. You you know, you would have got that job done a lot faster with two trucks from 8 a.m. then having to bring one, another one at one o'clock in the afternoon, right? And it ends up costing the clients more, I think, too. That's super key. The, the phrase that's now ringing in my head that you said there was, the details are what causes the price to be what it is. And, and I think that's a great way to position yourself when you're handling those objections. It's super key if I can condense that down. That was just another aha moment as we've been talking. It's just that idea of, yeah, you know, the details are where that price comes into place. And that's even a good phrase to have in your pocket to talk about. Okay, well, here's here's the details as to why the price is what it is. And I think the other piece around that is, goodness gracious, as an estimator, I hope that I am in the details when I'm creating the estimate. Because if I haven't, then I'm in that position where I don't have the details to back up the price that I want to present. Yeah, I mean, you know, an easy question would be, you know, you talk, we talked about the grandfather clock piece. It's like, well, what, what do you think happens when they show up without bubble wrap? If we need bubble wrap for that, or what do you think happens when they don't show up with picture boxes for your art with these included? That is super helpful information to have. I really like these, this idea that if we've done our job in step one and step two with the opening and the investigation, that this present phase should be relatively easy. But again, just the importance of we want to do it on site. We want to make sure that we're having that face-to-face -face connection so that we can deal with objections because there probably are going to be some. Like Mike, how many estimates have you done where they've just said, yep, without any objections to the price at all? What would you say would be your percentage? I would say 50% of the time, I just close it on the spot, no yeah. objections. So half of the amount that you could earn comes because you were able to get over those objections, right? Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I'm hearing is if you were to have gone away, presented that, 
you just wouldn't have had the opportunity to get 50% of your business. For sure. The amount, I mean, the amount I closed on CallDoc is far less, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> I closed 100% of the ones I close on site, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no way that happens when I don't close on site, yeah. right? It's, you know, 25 to 30% of that, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain situations, like certainly I had a situation where somebody said, look, I can't make the decision while you're here right now. What I do is I understand that. So I go, great, so what's holding you back from making a decision right now while I'm here? Well, I need to talk to somebody or, well, we need to clear up some details. It's like, great, when are you planning on talking to that person and clearing up those details? And it's like, oh, well, you know, my husband and I had planned to talk about this night over dinner. Perfect. Do you want me to call you tomorrow morning? If they're if they're being true, they'll say, yeah, so this is where kind of where you're, you're kind of sniffing out objections, right? Being the, the objections bloodhound. And then if they say, yeah, no problem, I would 100% trust that they're going to dinner, convince their husband to go with me. If that isn't their intention or if it doesn't work out, I am back in front of them, not in front of them, but over the phone with them as soon as possible to help them deal with those objections that their husband has or to be able to set up the next call with their husband because we want to get to them before they've made up their mind. This is what we talked about earlier, right? Mm -hmm. You You want to get... Stay in front of them as long as they have an open mind. And so, kind of as we wrap up here, given lots of good advice, what's the number one thing that you think we should be doing when we're in that presentation stage? What's the most important thing we can do to be successful in that time? It's just checking in, right? So it's checking in on the budget, checking in on the needs again. And I think it's just what you want to do is your you're, when you do come up with an objection, the way you handle it is you ask questions, but you, you want to make sure you ask questions in a way that you're you're just looking out for the person, right? You're like, I'm gonna can I ask you a couple questions? Sure. It's like because what I want to do at the end of the end of this conversation is I want to make sure that you're getting what you need for what you're paying, right? So at the end of the day, if somebody can provide everything that I can as well as I can for $500 less, I think you should go with them, right? So I just wanna make sure that you know we're apples to apples and you're getting what you need because I spend a lot of time with you just sitting down, understanding what you needed and what was important to you. They hate to, uh, to see you not get it. That's great. Thanks again, Mike, for giving up your time to, to chat with us today. Uh, out there, uh, we are on Hangouts, so if we're talking about something in the last couple episodes that you wanted to have more questions about, feel free to reach out to us or your, your field advisor. We're more than willing to answer these types of questions that you have or any other tips or if there's something specific to a situation that you're dealing with that you don't have the answer for, we would love to kind of walk through that with you. So really looking forward to connecting again next week and have a great week, everyone.